sitting with Norm Macdonald. And now, not all your material comes uh, from, the, from the news. Is that right? You know, no, you, some you, of my material comes, my strongest material comes from real life. Real life? Like, for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm -hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> We send, we send cars for our guests, yes. Yeah, so I got in it, and that's, I, you know, I get material that way, so my driver... What do you mean? What, 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 how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the driver we sent to pick you up told you a joke? Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show? Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy... <laughs> you, now, that guy... Oh, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> so the guy, he goes, uh, uh -huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth, <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm -hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. <laughs> Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night I, I sometimes wake up and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I, I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. <laughs> she, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. Mm -hmm. The cold took her down as it did many of us. <laughs> And my other boy, <laughs> and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregario <laughs> Ivanilidovich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade once How long a drive was this? Do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc, sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth, just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moth, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the ma said, because the light was on.
My congratulations to anyone who stuck it through to the end. <laughs> Tea sipping. Okay, ready to go. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Ride Podcast. I'm producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don Show, and I'm joined today with my friend Shaheen, who was uh, featured on a previous episode of the podcast. Thank you for being here, Shaheen. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Last time we did this, you were over a Zoom call and you were residing in San Francisco. Yes. And since then, you have uh, become a Sacramentan. I'm a Sacramentan. How does it feel? Sacramentian. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I, I was, I'm mostly excited to have all the simple things in life back, like <laughs> driving places and having parking. And I, I can go to the grocery store and like uh, get groceries and bring them back easily. You mean you can eat food in Sacramento? You can yes. eat food in San Francisco. Yeah. No, I'm mostly, the past few months of, of living here have been mostly just like uh, addressing, updating my house and enjoying the simple things like eating food. Because <laughs> you're a first time, because <laughs> you're a first time home owner, right? Yes, I bought a house. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm and, an adult, I guess. Yeah, is is it weird? It feels so right. Yeah, it feels like when <laughs> I don't know why I I think of this. It's like when an athlete who who wins a gold medal and they they're like, "Did you think this would happen?" They're like, "Yes, I worked my whole life for this." <laughs> That's how I feel about being a homeowner. I'm like, I all I've wanted to do over the past like ten years is learn about chalk painting furniture and like helping friends <laughs> paint their walls and paint their cabinets and i hate painting cabinets i've learned that i've learned what is good and bad about home ownership already right so having my own home is super fun it's like my big art project it, that's what it appears to be if you follow if you are a follower of your instagram page you are constantly At falcon of the sun i'll post that in the show notes <laughs> Um, so, because a lot of people are like to see that, that organic content like that, where you're just being yourself and, and doing your thing. And it's cool to see, honestly, I love the time-lapse videos. We were talking earlier that I'm going to do some work on my garage this, this weekend. And, you know, it's inspiring to see the, the organization amongst the chaos and seeing the outcome of, you know, the results of all the hard work, hard work. And, um, you know, only if we could make my chores happen in time-lapse speed then yeah. that would be way better it's so much fun to watch you yourself do chores in time-lapse mode like that's the <laughs> only reason i set up a tripod to record myself while i do that sorry i should take off the collar on my dog that's okay we are also joined by bb the uh, african barkless dog what what's the breed basenji basenji bb yeah. the basenji yeah you can also search african barkless that's what i tell everyone if well, they forget basenji that's the easiest way i mean let that's... me actually take off her yeah of course bb <laughs> ah look at that teamwork yeah, makes the dream work the other one doesn't jingle the idea of recording yourself before you do like a like organizing my closet i had to like take everything out of my closet spray it down take off contact paper all this stuff is really like not exciting but when it's being recorded and in a time lapse it looks fun and engaging for some reason tons of people react to it and you're you're an artist you're a graphic designer yes but you'd also classify yourself as a creator 
I love the word creator lately. Yeah. I, I always use the word artist to describe like a person who paints or, or even like a singer songwriter who like creates emotions with sound, whatever the thing is, artistry design is more like technical and it's like a craft being used to be applied to like making money in some form. I, I could go on a whole mm-hmm. other tangent about what design is, but, um, with uh creating like creators there's this whole content creators on on the internet people who are just like recording themselves doing something mm-hmm. that is considered creating it's because, the new influencer yeah but i think it has a little more gusto to it a little more substance because yeah. of what you're saying you're you're putting a lot more thought and energy into it rather than the product because the product is you yeah. So you're not, you know, you're not trying yeah. out this new product or anything. And I, so now I, I'm putting it together why you might think that filming yourself doing these chores and then doing the time lapse, you, it's like you, you, the creator had that in the back of your mind. So you're thinking yeah, this, this is happening. So while I'm doing this, I'm, you know, it's this, it's this multi side of your, you know, you're using both sides of your brain in order to make this, this yes. art piece, not just your house, but this video as well. Yeah, and like years ago, I remember first realizing um, like artists like Rihanna and Beyonce and Kanye, They were, these were artists in like 2012, I realized this. These are artists that whether I like them or not, I have to know everything about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, not that I have to, but I will. Like society will shove Kanye in my face, whether I like it or not. Have and you I, listened to the new album at all? Yeah, Donda. I kind of like. How it. do you? How do you like it? <laughs> I kind of like some of it's kind of progressive uh, and dope. No, it's not. <laughs> There's like no no uh, kicks in it. I like. I'm like. Yeah, I'm like shocked. I'm the, like, yeah, banger. <laughs> no, it's like a run on sentence. <laughs> it's, it's it's the it, Donda song is yeah. That's a whole. That's a meme. That's a meme. Yeah, and that's also successful. Donda, Donda, yeah. Donda, Donda. Seems like we're singing it. <laughs> Are we singing it though? Or are we just yeah, repeating about gibberish? It, but but it it's actually her mom's name. His mom's name, right? Is it? I, I think. Even, I think Donda's his mom's name. Well, either way, that is proving the point. Like yeah. whether we like it or not, we know about it, and good point. Society is going to be shoving it in our face. <clears throat> but years ago, when I first realized that, <clears throat> very I, professional. Uh, what do you mean coughing off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm fucking with you. I, well, years ago when I first realized this about these artists, I realized that, uh, they were the reason that they're so influential is because they're using their, their bodies and their opinions as their art. Mm. It's like coming through in music, but it's also music videos and like their lifestyle. And all of this is what they're selling more than just the songs that they're making. And, um, for me, I've like practiced trying to make songs and I've practiced trying to like understand how to produce music and also design so I know about marketing and stuff, but I've never tried to apply it to myself as a person. I've always helped like musicians with their branding or whatever. So back to the point of me <laughs> posting myself on Instagram, it's been really kind of strangely freeing and nice to see that that's the end output of what I've been doing. It's so it's effortless. I'm just yeah. doing chores around my house, painting a wall, Yeah. but it is all of the things. It's me applying my artistry and also myself. Mm-hmm. Cause in 2020, when I was posting a bunch of stuff, I was trying to explore how Instagram works for me. I was just posting like six things a day. I was on this like Gary V hype <laughs> about like trying to like build myself and what to build my brand. Right. And I, I realized that like all the designs I was posting, I would get like a few likes and like some comments or whatever, but people responded most to just myself, pictures of me and my face. Cause that's what my followers like. Mm-hmm. They like me. Yeah. And I, that was an insight. I was like, Oh, 
Gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> Hello, world. Yeah, I, I I find Instagram to be one of the last bastions of social media where there is some kind of calm and ingenuity, just a sense of wanting to escape, and but not to the point where you escape reality. While some people, a lot of people probably do through oh, yeah. Instagram, but I feel like it's just a mo- much more positive environment. And I, I, I it can be, it can be, but it also, you know, you also have to, this, this is a, something that, that I've been thinking about a lot recently where you have to start filtering yourself from the internet. And I feel like we've all lost that ability to look at things and go, you know what, does this, is this going to affect me? Should I just put it away? No, we get engaged. We're so emotional. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm speaking in platitudes and generalities but i know from my experience i can react emotionally to some things yeah and you know there's a lot of things that can trigger everybody nowadays and it's like there's got to be a balance and i think that's one of the good things that might have come out of 2020 is that we had to go inward and and work on our 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 own demons that we were shoving aside because we had all these things to do and all these places to go and all you know the Mm -hmm. socializing to, to mask these things. Yeah. Masks. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Unmask. Un- the unmasking of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that 2020, there was a part of all of us that had to just cover our mouths. We had to shut up. <laughs> yeah. All of us a little bit. We had to kind of like, mm, I'm listening right now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially metaphors, all of the things. With a lot of the movements that were going on, they were justifiably, you know, the violence, not so much, but yeah. the changes that, that were taking place, you're right. Just like, shut the fuck up. So how long were you living in San Francisco? I lived in San Francisco for 12-ish years. Thir- I want to say 13 because that's like a deathy kind of number. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know I moved there uh, for college. I went to USF for a year, and then I went to the Academy of Art because I didn't want to go to USF anymore. I wanted like an art design program. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of college, I hated design. I didn't want to do it, but... I got four jobs in design, so then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> maybe I'll love it. And I do love it. Uh, but I've been, uh, stay- I stayed there through the years for work, and I I left just because during COVID I realized I wanted more space. And so when I planned moving out so I can have space for me and my dog, I was looking at places in the city and uh, realized that I, that there's, I didn't want that. I, everywhere that I could go, there maybe was like some, hey, baby, no. <laughs> uh, all the options in the city were uh, so expensive for such little opportunity to update my own space and mm-hmm. kind of feel like it was my own, I don't know, uh, all the things just kind of felt like pushing me towards Sacramento. It's well, pretty it, sudden. It, it, a lot of people are following step. You know, I think that mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the diversity we were talking about this on the way over here that there's a lot of the diversity in Sacramento might be attributed to everybody yeah see, uh, spilling over from the from the bay area um but i don't know though i think the sacramento just has more diversity you think from, it, from my view i maybe it was just the circles that i ran in in san francisco there mm-hmm. was there's a lot of diversity there's lots of people of color and like different genders identities all sorts of people and like all classes whatever Mm. but like also it feels kind of like sacramento driving 30 minutes in sacramento is much easier than taking a bus 30 minutes in the city and there's more people in more areas in sacramento i don't know there's something more diverse here yeah i think i you know being born and raised basically in the sacramento area um I, i guess 
I have that situational blindness because then when I go to places like the city, it, it's like, whoa, all this diversity, all this different, you know, everything's <laughs> yeah. everything's because it's the newness. And it's true, yeah. But um, it but it's just newness, though, yeah. But I also think that that the same could be true. That maybe there's just a more wide wider spectrum in a, in a wider area like this. But um, I think so. Yeah. In a strange way, like it's easy to think of like suburbs as homogenous but it doesn't feel that way like mm -hmm. even just taking like homeless people for example in san francisco there's like a few types of homeless people but in sacramento there is like thousands of types that i don't know what to expect from the homeless people in the city some of them um and then that goes into all these other kind of cultures too just like not just classist but so you mo you moved to the sacramento area about like what three months ago two three months ago um yeah and like the end of july so what so what was your take on the the status of like the cleanliness or the the uh, openness of the city at the time that you moved away um it's hard to say because like it got really cleaned up during 2020 when no one was around and that, that's kind of where i was going because i had written off the city like six years ago i had i had just a terrible situation where you know it seemed like the city was at a boiling point where the homelessness was so bad that it was spilling into the financial district to where i was having a Ghirardelli ice cream while i was watching a homeless person use a shiv to unlock a garbage can yeah. proceed to spill all the contents of the garbage all over the sidewalk yeah file um, through it and then he was kind enough to put it all back into the garbage when he was done filtering through and, you know, it was just like, really, this is happening with families and, you know, yeah. all, all this money around. Yeah, in the middle of all of it. Yeah. yeah. And and then I stayed at a hotel room. I was on the second floor. The window was open and I could I could hear the homeless people in a tent having sex, doing drugs, talking about how they were going to rob the Walgreens down the street. Jeez. Yeah. It, so, like, that was my last experience there uh, up until this last summer. Oh. And. It was completely different. It was totally opposite of what my last experience was. Not only did it feel, and this is sad because a lot of the businesses are boarded up, but it did feel like an older version of San Francisco where there was just more space. There was less people hmm. on the streets, but uh -huh. there was still a, a buzz about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I, I, I feel like I lived on Haight Street and during 2020 when everything started, it got really quiet and clean. And also Haight Street, like they repaved the sidewalks. It was really beautiful. Really? Like, it, everything sparkled <laughs> in the beginning of 2020 for a person who lived in the city. Because Was that because there of all was the no urine on the, side of the, on the sidewalk? Yeah. yeah, like there was no poop on the sidewalk. No one was walking their dog. So they didn't pick up their poop. And, or like they didn't leave a mess. And like people's trash wasn't on the street all the time. And yeah. there's no tourists. So there was tons of space. And the streets were bl blocked. So everyone, like there was just tons of room. It was yeah. kind of like refreshing. Yeah. Um, but then even like as I was leaving this last summer, there's tons of everyone of all it was like nothing changed kind of it was like tons of um tourists are traveling from all over the world and mm -hmm. they're all like right outside my door and i kind of didn't feel comfortable with it anymore yeah a part of me and that's you lived on hate that's um that was actually the part of town that i thought still felt like 
the place that I didn't really like when I left the last time. Mm. It was like the dirtier side. And and yeah. it's it's interesting because they are the most stringent on all of the policies and, and the, the mandates. Mm-hmm. And it's like you walk into the shops and they're like, oh, you want sanitizer? You want yeah. masks? You walk out and yeah. it's like you're you're kind of in a cesspool <laughs> yeah well the everything is smaller there they're yeah. like the sidewalks are smaller and the streets are smaller and so when you're walking down the street with people it feels weird when they're not wearing a mask in san francisco it feels strange because they're in your face <laughs> yeah. so in san francisco there is kind of more of a uh an immediate culture of just like when you walk out the door you have a mask on everywhere um but it's also really freeing to not be living there right now (laughs) like it feels nice to walk in sacramento and know that i'm across the street from my neighbor (laughs) i can say hi i don't need to put on a mask just to walk out the door i put on a mask when i go inside of the grocery store which you've already told you i love to do now (laughs) (laughs) yeah grocery shopping is nice and keeping your your fridge stocked is is nice so i have to ask you you had brought up in a passing text um not too long ago about a shaman experience did you did you go see a shaman yeah well no uh so i went to mexico for work uh my my office uh this year we well over the past couple years we've been acquiring a company and so now we're one company and uh we have like 80 or so uh, mexican co-workers and so we went down there at one point to uh puerto Vallarta to have like a big company gathering so that was really cool oh that must have sucked it was really terrible (laughs) no it was awesome (laughs) delicious food and drink and (laughs) yeah paradise it was just fun also the culturally to to be connected now with a uh, fully Mexican team. There's something cool about having a, a an entirely different nation as a part of our company. They're yeah. like, we're all this capitalist, do this, do that. And they're like full of love. Really? <laughs> so it's really nice to work with them. Yeah, it's been oh. really refreshing and, and uh, that's cool, surprising it's ways. Totally different mindset. You know? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. really cool. They're all just super grateful to have all these great things. And they're all creatives. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So one of my coworkers, Priscilla, she, uh, when we went, th- that was, okay, so the second time I went to Mexico. Um, well, frequent flyer mile. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the this time was not like a giant work trip. It was just like a select group of people at a time. Like we have these kind of groups of people who go to Mexico uh, in teams mm-hmm. uh, just to connect more with the office and like the people there. So I went there um, to work for like a few days uh and it was fun we like worked all day like i had an office life again and then after work we like kind of got together and did stuff and one of these days my coworker priscilla she offered for us to go see her psychic and she's like a it's not like like it was a very impoverished neighborhood mm-hmm. that it, there was no sign outside that said psychic she was clearly like just a neighborhood shaman kind of witch yeah. people just um, go to her because she she's the person to go to yeah yeah and so the it was kind of exciting too like when you walked in she there's like all these little figurines of fairies uh, not fairies angels and um uh i should actually say before well i guess i should just uh exp- uh <laughs> now i'm thinking about how to tell this story oh. and i'm realizing that um i should explain something first okay so in 2019, yeah, in 2019, um, I had a really tough year uh, for lots of reasons. A, a lot of different things happened that year that just like put me in the darkest place I've ever been in. And one of those things was that a friend of mine had died. His name was Bijou. 
and he uh, died tragically and it was very sudden and we were all kind of traumatized by the way it happened and my uh, my friend uh, Chance, she's my best friend, uh, Bijou was her best friend mm. and that was how I knew Bijou. Gotcha. And he and I were not as close but the, the connective party there. Yeah, the was, trifecta there. Yeah. Yeah. And so he died and that was traumatic and lots of other shitty things happened that year. And around like January, I went on this kind of um, uh, mental tangent for whatever reason on angels. Hmm. I was really interested in understanding what a guardian angel was. I have no idea really why. It was just a sudden need to find out. I saw this documentary on Amazon. I forget what it was called. It was about guardian angels and how to like talk to them and channel them. And so that was a conversation I had all of 2020, like since before the pandemic and like through it, I was kind of talking with my friend Chance and other people about like what our guardian angels were. And I went on this path and found mine. And I, uh, I had this idea of him being this one angel and, uh, oh, I guess it's not relevant to the story, but, um, <laughs> that that's my thing. And, uh, so anyways, that's, that's kind of it. Uh, Okay, so you you had you had so your, that's the story. That's the backup. The foundation you you have yeah. you have this knowledge and this interest in guardian angels. Which would you consider yourself like an empathic empath or yeah. okay? Like yeah. as soon as people started using that word, I was like, oh yeah. And I I've also kind of since this actually the psychic experience kind of started to categorize all of us <laughs> i'm like us yes empath us mm -hmm. <laughs> there's more of us <laughs> and i feel like that's a necessary part of absolutely the conversation absolutely um but anyways yes so what did you want to continue on that well why well, why <laughs> <laughs> well i because it, it does seem like you get these in, intuitive um experiences almost in real time to to things that connect that aren't necessarily connected directly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're sitting in Kyle's seat and you were talking about some things that yeah. Kyle was dealing with. I was like, oh, you know what? Kyle was dealing with that recently himself. Yeah. I have so it's almost like when you when you sat Kyle in- Kyle also. <laughs> when, yeah, when you sat in that seat, it's almost like you assumed that feeling that uh -huh. he might have been feeling in that spot and yeah. you, you maybe, like your brain kind of related it to yeah, yeah. Your, your coworker. Yeah, it just coworker. suddenly, but also Kyle messaged me, like my Kyle messaged me. So it, it triggered the thought wow. at all. So I'm also a part of destiny. Yeah, see? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just like voicing destiny for right. the tangible world. <laughs> so, but, so when you went to the psychic, did you go in with this idea, I want to talk to my guardian angel, or did you just God, kind of. No, I had no expectations yeah. at yeah. all. I like, surprisingly, because I think that knowing me, <laughs> me knowing me, I would normally kind of like be excited to go see a psychic. I'd be like, ooh, I wonder what. Yeah, and um, have a list of questions. Yeah, but I had zero expectations, and I, I don't even know why. But so when we walked in, there was all these like guardian angel like figurines everywhere. And um, the psychic, the Priscilla had mentioned that the psychic, uses, she talks to angels, and that's how she gets her information. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I didn't even connect the fact that I was interested in angels like over the past year. I yeah. was just kind of like, that's cool. Do you, girl? Okay. <laughs> like, however right. you do it. It didn't make um, any like hair stick up or you, you no. know, your little, your intuitive tinglies go off. None. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking, why not? Why didn't it? Maybe but you didn't need to. Maybe I it was just, just like, yeah. it was the place to be. Yeah. And so we walked in and I was there with two colleagues and I, they went in first and like they had their experiences that were kind of 
impactful in their ways. Mm. And I walked in and the woman, well, just to give some background, she said to one of my colleagues, she was like, you have lots of questions about your relationship, probably. Let's get into it. And she was right. And then <laughs> my other colleague, she was like, you are enshrouded in darkness. You're bound. Your hands are bound. Some things like that. Wow. You have lots of things to work on. And she's actually not <laughs> like that. I think she's full of light. But it is part of her path, the way I describe it, is to confront the darkness in, in life. I think. Yeah. So I that's how I made sense of it. But I walked in and she was like, you're very innocent and gentle and people take advantage of you. And I like I was like, oh. I just started choking up. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> She's right. <laughs> um, like, you can't just get that from a face. Like, uh, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it kind of like got to me already. Yeah. And she was like, uh, do you have any questions? Like, do what can I help you with? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really have any questions. By the way, she's speaking in Spanish the whole time. And Priscilla's in here translating for me. I was going to ask you, are you bilingual or is no, it? Okay, I don't it. speak Spanish. Got it. So she's speaking Spanish and Priscilla has to explain what she's saying the whole time. And she asks me if I have any questions. And I say, no, um, just like, you know, I'm, I moved recently. And if you have any advice on like friends or family or romance or whatever, and she was like, you have a friend who died two years ago who wants to be your guardian angel. Holy shit. <laughs> she just said that. And wow. I immediately burst into tears. Oh, my God. I was in, like, no state of mind. And I was thrown into, like, a, a deep sense of something. And I, I burst into tears. And my first, I, I keep thinking back how funny it is that my answer was no. <laughs> because because I, I Well, you couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, no to this, like, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, almost um, like you a vulnerability had been yeah. exposed. I, like, covered my face. Yeah. I remember, like, covering my face. Like, no, I think it was like, she shot me or something. Gosh, I can, I yeah. can only imagine. And, and it, almost at the shock, but also, like, the comfort at the same time, right? Yeah, no, I felt completely held by everything oh, it wow. felt wonderful that's profound and yeah so pause for t-zip <laughs> excuse me um so yeah that happened i <laughs> it was awesome and and so other things kind of fell into place too she said something about like um like you're very protected in this life and i said i said um yeah, you know, that's strange that you say that because I've kind of always felt that since a young age. I've always felt like I'm protected and I've made sense of it in my mind thinking like some very spiritual things like either either my ancestors in this life have prayed for like their future kids to be healthy. And that's why I'm living my best life in California instead of Iran. <laughs> um, uh, or maybe it's like past life things the uh, people have like prayed for me to be safe or whatever. And she responded to me and she said, uh, do you want to know about your past lives without being scared? Ooh. And I was like, yes. She got into it and she um, she was like, and it's not so much that you were people prayed for you. It's that you lived many lives of service in these past lives. And that's why you're protected. And um, and I, I felt I, that really resonated with me and thinking that in past lives, I've done a lot of things for other people because most of my life in this life is just trying to help other people. Even my job is like just to be helpful. Um, and with what she said there, she said, like one time I was uh, one time I was a servant of Buddha 
And uh, I don't know which Buddha she meant. I think Buddha might have been just a general term for someone like Buddha. Okay. Um, but uh, I also strangely feel this like connection to like an Indian culture. I think mostly because I've always had kind of a distaste for that culture in this life. But also, um, what is it? The food? Yeah, I just I'm just not in. I don't know why. It's like kind of the food is kind of like not Mediterranean food. I don't know. And like I'm Iranian, and I'm not saying that I'm. It's not even a race thing. I was gonna say, is it like a for some reason I'm like Eastern philosophies? They're so idealistic Mm. that I don't think that they're realistic for the way humans are. I see what you're saying. They're wonderful like templates for like the ideal world in a few hundred thousand years. I don't know when we're evolved enough to handle that. Right. But like I think that Western culture is very dominant and like a lot of eastern ideas don't really work anyways that's how i think in this life but she in this moment the psychic was telling me that um i know a lot of things in this life that i don't know how to explain (laughs) and like Hmm. uh you actually said it just a little bit ago that like uh i that's why i um i don't i don't know how to explain these things that i know about like gods and the way that esoteric knowledge functions Mm -hmm. just because i've studied it a lot Hmm. um so yeah, that was very impactful. And back to the angel thing, when I left, I, um, I, I like cried a bunch. I, ever since Bijou died, I was like open, an open well of crying. Mm-hmm. Like me and Chance, I remember we were on the phone, like just crying for like a couple hours, just crying at each other, <laughs> not even talking. Um, and that's like uh, death is hard. But um, when I got that kind of reaffirmation from him uh, through her, it felt like. There's no way I can deny this. They're they're like this is every I'm taking this as what I want it to be. And mm. what it is is just very clearly and my my dead friend wanted to protect me and us. And I feel like I'm very much the channel now to say more of that. Not just for me and my friends here, but like with everything. I like I have to speak up about these kind of weird things that I'm connected to because empaths are out there and some of them are lost and have no idea that they're empaths and like they're not surrounded by people who can talk in this woo woo way yeah speaking of woo woo you are a co-host of the podcast <laughs> reality woo woo perfect um, connection <laughs> and i think that you know when it co- and you guys talk a lot about astrology and you know pop culture but when it comes to you know things like horoscopes astrology psychics i think that in any type of religion or ideology you could take it too far you can you can dive way too deep into it live to every word like it is gospel Mm -hmm. but that's not i don't think that that's what any of that is for i think that it's for us to use as goalposts or or hash marks in our progress down down our lifetime yeah and i think that with uh, your psychic um experience i think that was just that next evolutionary step that you needed in order to open yourself up to other things yeah um yeah and 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 you're right a lot of empathic people don't understand even what they're going through let alone know how to listen to those types of things when they when they do happen yeah it's it's a trust fall kind of thing because you want to have control i mean i want to have control over you know 
everything. I want to know why. I need to know how. I I am such an overly analytical, sometimes a little paranoid person mm-hmm. that I will create situations and scenarios in my head that don't even exist. <laughs> well, there's something that I've kind of connected dots with on my own too is how in like 2012 it was like the end of the world and like the Mayan culture says it's the end of the world in 2012 mm-hmm. and like there's all these things in the Bible that say it's the end of times or whatever and I like to think about those things as like both literal and metaphor. I like to take it all the places and kind of just consider what it means. But I think ever since then, the the world's been on these paths of like evolving our minds and, and our spirits inside of our minds. Like people are just sensing more. People are beginning to understand more, mm-hmm. not just uh, literally like it, it is very trackable. Last year, we all learned a lot <laughs> and we're all kind of like much more connected and in different ways and disconnected. And we're aware of those disconnections. Um, and I think that's what like is happening. There's yeah. like levels of society that are evolved in certain ways. And the ones who are evolving higher mentally and like vibrationally, we're also aware of the ones who are not. So we kind of have to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> and live together. <laughs> right. And it's like it, almost those disconnections created stronger connections in, in other ways. And, and sometimes that was just with ourselves. And I think that that helps us raise our vibrations. If we just have a a moment of stillness every single day, it'll help us navigate whatever those feelings are or emotions or intuitions or, you know, all that stuff. Last thing about Bijou was like the thing that I, I feel compelled to share with other people is that, um, I, when I got back to, um, the hotel room after like having my, psychic experience with some colleagues we went out to dinner with more of our coworkers, and i was in kind of a mood ever since then (laughs) i wasn't expecting that people were like how was the psychic and i was like my dead friend says hi (laughs) and uh and like we all kind of like drank and ate and it was fun but then i got back to my hotel room and i started like bawling a lot naturally um and i i heard him his voice in my head go stop crying. Why are you crying? <laughs> like just really directly like that. Wow. And I started laughing and I was like, he's right. <laughs> Why should I? Why am I crying? It's just kind of a lot of emotions. It feels really nice actually, but it doesn't need to be placed in a, in a cry form. I don't know. It was like a mental shift that I had alone in my hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, that's such a great gift to receive and, yeah. and and have that affirmation after the fact to have him tell you just it's okay. Yeah. You, and I feel like this. I I'm like really I feel blessed to have that whatever that is if it was a real thing that happened or if I'm a crazy person who mm. thinks these things. Either way, I feel really blessed to have that with me, that experience because um I I, I was kind of always separate from all of it and I yeah. feel like that's maybe why it's easier. It's it's harder for someone who's directly involved with that and mm-hmm. and directly kind of like hoping in a weird subconscious way. Um, but I also think that that's why I'm obligated to share it. So the other day at the dog park, one more story. Well, what happened at the dog park? <laughs> uh, I met another person at the dog park. Cool. It's just how I met you. Well, See, it's a great cool place at the dog park. It's a great place <laughs> to meet people because if you're a dog person and you're not, you know, one of the few good dog park people. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you go to a dog park, there's some questionable folks out there. There's definitely, I mean, we, like, yeah. You go there for the dogs, primarily. Yeah, my goal is to not talk to anyone. Right, But then sometimes, you know, empaths are there. Just clicks. They cross paths. Yeah. And they cross them paths. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, I like that. That's like a shirt waiting. Yeah, I think that's going to be the title of the episode. Um, But no, I met this woman there, and we, like, had 
kind of uh, connected every now and then, not really, but she came to me and she was like, I feel like astrology is following me around. She was gave me this long story about this guy on the phone and how she, he was a Leo and it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, I feel like astrology is following me around. And I was like, well, that's funny because I do an astrology podcast, yada, yada. <laughs> and, and then we started talking more and then I shared my psychic experience with her and I told her about Bijou and this how this dead person was like, I want to be your angel. And she was crying and I was like, why are you crying? And she explained to me that, like, uh, she had a son who died in 2014, I think. And um, it was very traumatizing for her. And uh, as you can imagine, a person losing their child was very hard for her. And she also really resonated with how my life has been on an upswing in the past few years. Because hers has, too. And it's been strange to be, like, doing much better through 2020, kind of understanding yourself more and using that privacy and that space that we have with um this time in a way that can be productive for our better our bettering mm-hmm. um and <clears throat> i was like yeah well this all makes sense that's why we're talking because there's more of us right. it's like there's more of us out there and you needed to hear that and that's why i went through what i went through and that's why i'm sharing this and that's why your son is like an angel too mm-hmm. i guarantee it oh, yeah <laughs> It's it's like we're all we've all taken the red pill and we're all waking up. Yes, and, you know the, yes. the veil is 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 coming off and and it's a great feeling because it's comforting to know that there's other people that that feel that same way. But it's also it's it's coming from such a place of peace and love that it's it's more of a wanting to be aware of our of our people around us, but also wanting to be aware of who we are to the root of it all. And I, and I think it's a really beautiful yeah. thing. If we know ourselves better than everyone else is going to be better for it. Yeah. I don't want to be a shitty person sharing myself. Right. <laughs> I want to share myself when I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that's a, that's a great, that that should be a bumper sticker too. <laughs> <laughs> share myself when I'm good. Yeah. It's kind of hoey. I want to be a shitty person. <laughs> it's kind of slutty. <laughs> share myself when I'm good. That'll be good up at Burning Man. Don't take you. Are you Burning Man type of? Type I've of always kind of wanted to. Me yeah. too. People, uh, people have like said that I would really enjoy it. I'm very artistic and like want to have big projects like that. Yeah, it's the bartering for water and and, yeah. and food and living in the playa for. Yeah, a that's. Week. I need that like I need like my space. I need a even shower. before. Yeah, and even <laughs> before COVID, like I would have needed a trailer and just like me and two people max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, they they did this unsanctioned I'm not event. A tent guy, not for that kind of festival. Right. They had this unsanctioned event this this year because you know the Burning Man people couldn't do it due to COVID, mm. and there was like a lot less people. This year would have been the year to go because prior yeah. years, you know, at capacity, thousands of people up there that's yeah. just too much yeah no yeah no i went to joe rogan on uh friday up out at golden one center and it was an interesting first dive back into a live event to that scale you know yeah. it was a nearly sold out show and it was in the round so the stage was right there in the, the center of the uh-huh. the arena huh. and it was so it was almost like bittersweet because you had to put your phone away in this in this concealed you know bag that's magnetized shut so you can't access it or record anything they took my smartwatch off and uh, put that in there and you have to carry around this little pouch everybody you know looks like an idiot carrying around this little pouch yeah and you know most people comply but you know there's there i i know one person who got a phone in not Mm. nobody related to me but i i saw it and uh it, it was just weird because it was bittersweet because everybody had to talk to each other 
everyone, nobody's faces were stuffed in their phones. And so it felt very dystopian, like not dystopian, <laughs> but like back in the day, like yeah, the early, like nineties. Yeah. When people barely <laughs> had cell phones, mm -hmm. um, it seemed, but, um, there was also this tension, like everybody was kind of jonesing and fixing, especially at the end because it was, everybody was like filing out and people are already awkward in general in the public now because we've all kind of forgotten how to be social. Yeah. Um, Everyone's immediately on their phones. Yeah, right. And, then, and so everybody knows that at the at the door, you can unlock your little bag and get your phone out. So everybody's like... Get the yeah. fiending uh -huh. and freaking out and that tension is rising and I'm uh -huh. just kind of sitting here like keep it together <laughs> because I, I react to that kind of heightened anxiety and it wasn't yeah. like mob mentality at all whatsoever but it was weird it was mm. just a different type of experience yeah yeah well that's what empaths just they I was saying this recently I was actually talking about Pisces but the empathic part of Pisces the empath nature the nature of it is that you sense other people's feelings and so sometimes from outside it can come across as neurotic or neuroses within yeah. us yeah. but it's it's mostly just because we're addressing something else outside of us that's influencing us right <laughs> it's and, a reflection and people who don't understand that or or just don't don't really put themselves in that situation write it off as oh you're just being crazy i'll just calm down yeah yeah, yeah. And no and it's unfortunate that's actually yeah but i feel like that's just the normal that's the normal reaction and it and it's it's sad because it just lumps everybody into this crazy column and you know yeah but that's I, the patriarchy yes we're aware Damn, now the patriarchy we're aware now that we're fixing these <laughs> from the inside we're infiltrated <laughs> us empaths we're in the capital oh yeah oh can you imagine a bunch of incense sticks as our instead of torches. Hashtag we are Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> I love the metaphor of like the capital and I don't know. I do feel like I've infiltrated. I'm like in a I'm in a place where I have like levels of I'm not like Beyonce. I can't like swing political votes away based on a tweet or whatever. But I I like having the job that I do. I run an internship program. I have these like little things in my life that I can uh, address and like have have influence over and I feel like okay. I, every one of us has like a um, platform that we can use I see what you're saying I, I, I it's almost like planting seeds maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be like a a prompt or a planned out speech or hey I'm going to influence you in this way it's yeah. what those encounters bring and and those things that come along inside of those experiences uh, th this podcast is a similar thing because i'll get messages months later after a episode is aired or you know years down the line where they'll say this one thing that you said back in the day you know uh -huh. two years ago really resonated with me and it stayed with me and and now i could say that i'm happier because i'm out of this abusive relationship huh. or you know i'm, I'm in yeah. a better place because of you know whatever the circumstances is that i was talking about at that time you know I, yeah. it's it is humbling because it's happening more frequently and that's I, really cool it yeah. is cool because like i've been really struggling with finding my my overall general like my my not just my voice but like i gotta find what it is that i need to be projecting out and how it's i need to voice. be doing yeah, it your vision your voice. yeah and i feel like i've i I have lost my vision. I lost my way over the last couple of years and I'm finally getting back to the place where I can start anew. Same. But, but it, yeah. And it's just, but it's Let's weird beca it. because there's no, I don't have any, any like 
carrots for myself, you know, and I need to create something mm. or maybe I don't, maybe, maybe this is just my over analytical brain working again. Maybe. And I just need to ride the, ride the wave and just I feel like, see where it lands. Yeah. I really do feel like letting go of everything and just observing and not absorbing has been the thing that has really helped me the most. <sighs> just like letting go. Like I was, I was, uh, after after all the, all the shitty things in 2019 and through 2020 it wasn't any better even the the literal things i was dealing with my career was kind of still not really great my love life was shitty my relationships and friendships were not getting any better but i mentally just allowed myself to observe it outside of myself and be like this guy over here mm-hmm. this guy shaheen <laughs> what would what would i do different if i were him right. and and that really helped seeing outside of myself interesting and that kind of coincides with what i was saying before we we started this episode because you just said something like how are you doing and i said well i'm repairing my soul something you know <laughs> something simple like that something you know easy, just yeah. an easy answer um and it's in a, in a way you know I've, I've allowed myself the space to heal and not be so open and and say every single detail about my story on the air which has created a really cool space for me mentally mm. to allow me to figure out okay what do I need to do to repair these relationships? Because I, I, I got carried away sometimes and, and would create these bonds and these friendships and then, you know, just get distracted with life. And I, and it's almost like you, you need to put that effort in to maintain those, those relationships. And mm-hmm. I, and that's one thing that I really fell behind on. And yeah. so, you know, reciprocation. Yes. And I learned, I'm learning now that I, I was an awful reciprocator when it came to came to that so you're an aries so it's hard to get in touch with aries people (laughs) actually one thing i a recent insight i have on aries i'm wondering if you relate to this is i think that sometimes aries are very they're the kind of sign that's described as like energetic and outbursty and like fiery whatever but all the aries that i know are very reserved kind of people who can have a fiery side Mm -hmm. like courtney kardashian is a good aries example okay (laughs) um she's very like reserved about yeah. her shit and then she kind of explodes later but i i think that aries are maybe because they're naturally explosive tell me what you think about this they they keep things to themselves because they're afraid of leading with their emotions like that because mm-hmm. they're nervous about like not having control over oh, putting yourself up the vulnerability yeah. yeah absolutely i agree with i definitely agree with that that's saying i don't know and i think that that yeah i I don't know. I've been burned a few times over the years, but I've also burned, you know, yeah. there goes the fire, you know, fire sign. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's Love my metaphors, my word plays. It, it's, it's, um, man, life is, life is tough. But I, what I have learned though, is that those that I've brought back in have welcomed me back with open arms. And I think mm. that that was my biggest fear is that mm. I had caused so much damage mm. that I wouldn't be able to, you know, at least explain myself and, and, you know, have the opportunity Mm. to rekindle things. Cause there are, there have been, there have been some contentious, um, friendships that, you know, they, I don't, they're not doing the thing that I'm trying to do Mm. and that's see it from another perspective, you know, Mm. observe and absorb. That's always hard. Yeah. And it's hard to convey that without saying, Hey, can you just see it from my angle? You know? Yeah. I know. And that's one of those moments. It reminds me of like reality television, like housewives shows where you're watching these people and one person's like, all you need to do is like understand my side of things. And the other one's like, 
where's Linda? <laughs> <laughs> they just completely change the subject and don't focus on fixing things and get mad about everything. Yeah, we can we can either try to settle this and and find a way, or we could just yell about it. You yeah. know, and and a, a lot of oh man, boundaries have been have been a big thing for for me to to be able to put up and and maintain without feeling guilty mm-hmm. it's it's tough for somebody who's kind of like a people pleaser well oh you know what's interesting is i think that i heard this on one of your episodes somewhere mm-hmm. i don't actually i don't listen to you regularly but i feel like i've listened to episodes here and there and um in one of your episodes i feel like you talked about having or maybe it was your guest who said that uh, something about having a full cup or yeah. not and and i i think about that often too i didn't realize until this moment that i I use that metaphor, I think, a lot. Um, the idea of like, if you have not enough in your in your cup, your metaphorical cup, don't you don't have to share. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like. You don't even need to put up a boundary or anything. You right. just you're drained. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, like, sorry if other people can't accept that. Um, but when you have a little bit and you're able to give back to other people, then just give that much. And when you're full, I feel like I'm full, so I'm always just like, yeah, take a sip, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> Um, but that was something that took a long time to get to after, after a long period of just kind of observing my, myself and being outside of myself and being like, why am I being monitored by other people? Like, why, why is it a problem? Why am I the common thread? Right. What I found out was that my common thread was that I was just overthinking everything. (laughs) Nowadays, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm going to just try not to think about that thing because I did everything I could right. And if other people aren't. Well, that's I can't do anything about that. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's okay with me. And I'm gonna focus my energies on some stuff that I want to. I like that. Yeah, that, that, that's it's easier said than done, though. Well, I right, and it's just demonstrated by me even trying to explain it. I could barely get <laughs> you know a full sentence out. But <laughs> your calmness and and I guess your I know now your wisdom on the on the subject is helping me have hope that I'm still there. I'm still on the right path, yeah. you know? And I, I get, I beat myself up. We're our own worst critic. And when it comes yeah. to healing, it's like, I, I have started to create these goalposts, which I, you can't do that. You can't set these expectations of where you, you are going to be in a month, two months mm-hmm. in your steps of, of healing because curveballs are thrown, life happens. And, you know, can I say, this is interesting. I won't go too deep on it, but today my boss gave a company meeting. Uh, we have like this monthly company meeting and he said for a long time in our creative industry, we give these ideas to companies where we say like, what's your North star? What's the like objective that you're aiming for? And from that, comes things like a tagline or your mission statement or your vision statement or whatever the thing. And today he was like, we usually talk about this North star, but I'm going to talk about it today less as one point and more like a constellation. And I really like that, that broadness, that kind of like, it's not even like a goal post or anything. It's just like this area of the sky that has things in different places and Mm -hmm. different, they're related to each other, but they're also maybe not. And finding all those different sides are helpful. I think. Yeah. It's embracing all of the ideas and, and learning to juggle it. Yeah. Because we're very like complex creatures. We don't have to like always focus our energy on one thing. It's like when you're a kid and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'll be an astronaut. And that's the, that's the North star, but you know, Mm -hmm. or you, could grow up and be a content creator and you can have uh, uh, your hand in a multimedia Mm -hmm. platform of 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 expression yeah or maybe you just want to redo your house and if you record it (laughs) you can make money on youtube (laughs) Uh, is that the end goal 
it is kind of like <sighs> I don't like making money on YouTube's not a goal for me, but having it recorded at all is eventually going to be nice to have like. Uh, okay, I see it now. To so, have like a full like when I have my bathroom done, I'll put all those bathroom shots together and see how long the video is and cool. post it on YouTube because it'll be fun to watch. It's like a a, a web series. A little bit, yeah. Gotta, we got to put together yeah. like a title. Like you got to, you got to yeah. name it. I know. I don't have any like name. I have like I like kind of playlist ideas for different rooms in the house. But like I was thinking about just having Falcon of the Sun YouTube or something like that. Cool. I cool. think I already have the name, but I, um, uh, I don't know if I can like if I have like another brand for my DIY home or whatever. Right. It'd be like a subset of the Falcon of the Sun yeah, brand. Yeah, I think it might have to be. I guess. Yeah. We'll work on it. Yeah. Yeah. My name means Falcon of the Sun. So that's why my, I, it's, it's my the, brand. That's it's, the direct um, interpretation. Shaheen means Falcon and, uh, or like Hawk, depending on what you want to say. Mm. And, uh, and uh, Korshidian means from the sun's radiance. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Like from the rays of the sun. Yeah. And which I like to note, by the way, Kardashian means stone builder. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. And wow. Korshidian means from the radiance of the sun. So we know wow. who's winning. This is cool. I didn't know that names like that held such definitions. Yeah. Because you know? like Smith doesn't mean stone builder. Yeah. No, it's just some guy named Smith. Yeah. Who had kids. That's cool. <laughs> and so is that's that's predominantly maybe smith actually does mean builder maybe does. <laughs> i should i should not be demeaning that example yeah well black smith, black smith yeah like, yeah all the smiths yeah that's just me being ignorant <laughs> tune into uh reality woo woo you can find uh their podcast um on all the podcasting platforms spotify and apple tunes apple podcasts yeah like and review Please like rate, and review. Rate and review. We don't have many ratings or reviews. <laughs> we love to have more followers. All right. and, and is it brought to us by Squarespace? Uh, it's brought to us by Anchor. Oh, cool. Yes. Sweet. Awesome. Makes it super easy to upload your podcast in many different ways. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'll cut that out and let you use that in your next episode. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Shaheen. Thank you. Namaste, bitches. The Rad 